Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Hi there. Welcome back to Holy Spirit Feed. Hope you are ready for some scripture because we're going to dig right in. I'm going to be reading in Revelation 5. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be praise, and honor, and glory, and power, forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Okay, so that was Revelation 5, 1 through 14. And in my opinion, one of the most powerful scripture passages ever. You can't just dip your toe into Jesus. You have to dive in. Only one is worthy to open the scroll, and it's Jesus. We sing the song, he is worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. And from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. All of the glory. All of the glory. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Not just a quarter or half, it's all. There is no hedging your bet here with Jesus. It's all or nothing. Revelation 4, 8 says, Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered in eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. It's not just saying holy plus holy plus holy. It's holy times holy times holy. Holy times a million. Like we can't even fathom that, right? 
Same with his worthiness. We can't even. Just like that bitmoji, it says, I can't even. We don't really have a grid for his awesomeness. I would call him awesome amazing. I like to make up words when I can't find the right word that accurately describes something. So I just say God is indescribable and he is awesome amazing. In fact, he's so awesome amazing that he deserves our all, everything we have to offer. We're going to read Luke 9 verses 57 through 62. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first, let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom. That's pretty intense. He's saying you are either in this or you're not. You're either doing life or you're doing death. You can't do both. He's like, don't go bury your dad. Proclaim the kingdom instead. Don't go say goodbye to your family. Don't look back. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Jeremiah 29.13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. This is talking about being fully committed. All of your heart. We talked about how Jesus is the only one worthy earlier in that scripture passage. So let's read the definition of worthy. Having adequate or great merit, character, or value. Of commendable excellence or merit, deserving respect and admiration. You know, he went to the cross for you. He thought you were worth it. He thought I was worth it. When you think about value, market value, it basically boils down to Something is only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. We've been looking for a new vehicle, and right now prices are sky high. It's a supply and demand thing. So people are willing to pay much more. Well, look what price Jesus paid for you. His life, a gruesome death on the cross. He paid that for you. The least we can do in return is devote all of ourselves to him. And that pales in comparison to his sacrifice. There's an old song by Stevie Wonder. It's called Part-Time Lover. (laughs) Um, I might be dating myself with that. I was little when that song was out. So anyway, the lyrics talk about, you know, a guy and a girl and he tells her, call once and then hang up. He's like, I'll blink the light once if it's a good night for us. If you see me in public, don't say anything. If there's an emergency, just have a guy call me. Then at the end, he realizes his regular girl, not the part-time lover, but the regular, has her own part-time lover. It's a mess. You know, you reap what you sow. Amen? With Jesus, you can't just be a part-time lover. God deserves so much more than that. He will spit you out his mouth. He'll say, away from me, I never knew you. 
These are serious words because this is a serious thing. He's not looking for a part-time lover. He's looking for a laid-down lover, willing to sacrifice it all. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. You know what sacrifice does? It dies on the altar. You might be thinking, well, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) Well, if you meant it when you gave your life to Jesus, then it is what you signed up for. Now, there's no condemnation in Christ, but I will say, oh, is there ever conviction. God loves you far too much to let you wallow in the mud with the pigs. That's what the prodigal son did. He was eating with the pigs until he came to himself, Scripture says, and he ran back to the Father. You might be thinking, well, I never left the Lord, when in actuality, you may still be going through the motions of being a Christian, but it's time for you to recommit your life to the Lord. And I don't just mean a little bit. We're not doing the part-time lover thing, a laid-down lover kind of a situation. You know, I don't care if you call yourself a Christian. I care what the Lord calls you. I care what the Lord calls me. Does he call me a son or a daughter? Does he know you? Have you yielded your life to him? All in. Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's very clear in that verse. We have to say goodbye and let go of our own lives in order to find them. And we always find that in Jesus. He is our main focus. He is our point, our purpose. He's the reason why we're here. He's the reason why we have breath. Some of you know the story of Esther. I can't go through it all today, but read the book of Esther, the entire thing. It's my favorite book of the Bible. The long of the short is, she found herself in the king's palace, married to him. She was the queen. Her people, the Jews, were in danger of being killed because of a decree that had been issued. She was the only one that could do anything. But if she did it, she might die trying. It says in Esther 4, 16, She made a decision to be all in. She said to the people, Go, gather together all of the Jews who are in Susa, and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. That last part, she says, If I perish, I perish. She's willing to put her life on the line to be all in for God. She was saying, I remember who I am. I am a Jew. I am stepping forward no matter the cost because he is worthy of it all, my all. Do you remember who you are? Are you a child of the Most High God, the one who is worthy to open the scroll? It's time to redraw the line in the sand. I was um, recently at the beach with my great niece and she's about nine and she grabbed a stick And she stood up and she stuck it in the air like a sword. And she declared, she said, I'm drawing a line in the sand. It was a declaration of what she was going to do. 
and no one was going to stop her. When she did that, it reminded me in March of 2020, when everything started to run amok in our world, I heard the Lord say, many believers will be forced to draw a line in the sand, meaning they would have to make a decision if they would follow him, even in a crisis like the one we were in, whether they stick to their guns and choose to keep their faith in God or buckle under the pressure and compromise. We're going to activate what we're talking about today. So take a moment to just quiet yourself. Close your eyes if you're able. We're going to ask the Lord a question and listen for his response. Holy Spirit, what's my next step of recommitment? How can I redraw the line in the sand? What is my, if I perish, I perish moment? Take some more time with the Lord later today if you need it. Continue to press into this activation. The Lord will reveal to you many things, areas that he wants you to yield to him so you can step into that all-in lifestyle. For many, it's time to declare once again your allegiance, not to the kingdom of self-indulgence, but to the kingdom of God, the God above all gods, the God above all leisure activities, the God above all vacations, home improvement projects, sports events, parties, material possessions, fear. He's the God above all idols that we bow down to in our lives. He is the King of Kings. He is worthy of it all. Your all.